Yo! Hey yo. Shady Sands Adventure. Gun chat. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeehaw! Ooh, ooh, ooh. Wow! Basti! Hey yo! Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's the Desert Goons! Yo! Wow, 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 boo, boo, boo. Movies. 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 Movie. We're going to talk about movies from uh, 2019. Movie. Last uh, year. Yeah, let's shout out some uh, uh, some of the most honorable movies to mention. Honorable movies. We talking honorable movie. We're not talking the the off the radar, the obscure ones you were not yet. We're not talking the good goods. We're talking just the honorables. Like the movies that could afford to dine out every night. Yeah, enough people talk about these ones. These ones were great. These ones were really good. But we're gonna deep dive other ones. But you know, shout out Parasite. Shout out Parasite. If you didn't watch Parasite, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Oh boy. Just watch it. It's as good as everyone says it is. I liked uh, Midsummer a little bit more than Parasite. I like the folklore and everything, but you know. If you want a folklore trip horror movie, you watch that one. If you haven't watched it yet, then that's probably not your thing. Yeah. Uh, Uncut Gems. Shout Ooh. out to the Safdie brothers. Wah, 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 Make it in better. Haven't seen it, watch it. There we go. There's a Lakeith Stanfield. I, I thought we saw him in something this year. I didn't see Knives Out. I don't know if shout out to Knives Out. Eh, if you, eh. If, you, if you like mysteries, if you like whodunits, if that's your thing, watch Knives Out. If I not. Would, I would have seen it for Lakeith Stanfield, but, you know, we got to see him in Uncut Gems, my boy. Lakeith Stanfield. Check out for his rap career. Shout out to Kevin Garnett. Shout out to Kevin Garnett. Also, shout out to Cats for being no, a very enjoyable watch. No. <laughs> I only saw a couple movies in theaters this year or last year and uh Cats was one of them for it, free. Yeah, it was free because I worked at a fancy ass dine-in theater. Shout out Scummy. Shout out to me. And uh so we spent our time watching Cats. <laughs> we were super high. We got to sit in like leather reclining chairs. Mm. And we just saw one of the worst things we've ever seen. It was beautiful. I... That, yeah. I've kind okay. of loved it too much. It's been a problem. It went from my erotic <laughs> love to, like, actual love. And there was one time we started a trip to Cats because we didn't know what else to pick. And I suggested it. And no one said no. No one really yeah. stopped it. No, no one stopped it. So we watched Cats. And, um... <laughs> It was a whole experience. It was a movie. The craziest part was when, um... Shout out, my boy, Jason Derulo. Jason. Jason. Jason Derulo, um... Shout out to the DJ Idris Elby. Idris Elba. One of the best LBs in all of the DJ world. Wow. But let's talk about other movies talk about them what were we, we talking about oh another movie you could you know this is an honorable oh, mention yeah. but way down on the list shout out to my boy jakey jakey justerio 
Jakey Gyllenbrawl, my man playing Mysterio, my favorite DC bad guy. He was, uh, after I read the issue where he's like, hey, Daredevil, listen to my whole backstory or I kill this baby. <laughs> I was like, okay, maybe this is nonsense enough. <laughs> maybe this is good enough for me to read. That was pretty, and then Daredevil just like kills him at the end. He says, fuck you, dude. <laughs> You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> you fool. You yeah. made a mistake in your retelling. Yeah. You said Mysterio was actually me the whole time. I did that. Mysterio. That movie was ridiculous. That was just like, hey, I'm Jake Gyllenhaal playing the bad guy I've always wanted to play. Hey, oh. And then the movie's over. And then, <laughs> there's like a train fight scene that's kind of fun. He's like, wait, where am I? And then he gets hit by a train, so GG. But, uh, you know, yeah, good movies. Uh, let's get into it. Some fun times. Uh, what are, what are your, some of your faves from last year? Um, well, I gotta start with my all-time favorite movie, which was uh, Climax, which Ooh. technically... It released in theaters in America in 2019, so I'm counting it. It counts. It counts. We're counting it. It's, Number one is already questionable, but it's counting. It's counting. Um, it's just a bunch of people dancing on acid for like a couple hours. It's like just the second act of that movie is just one big long take, and not like one like a Birdman long take where they kind of pretend it is, but it really isn't. It's like the real deal. It's like this whole piece of choreography while you're just watching watching these people trip out of their minds while also dancing really hard. And it's just one big choreographed piece. And it's a beautiful movie. It's also really stressful and I wouldn't recommend it if you do not like stressful, intense movies. But hey, they're also dancing, so. Yeah, the one time I saw I think we were drinking and uh, it was very stressful, and we're in the dark, and there's a bunch of harsh colors, and all these noises, and all these people that I'm like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> you gotta watch it, you gotta see what's going on, uh, shout out to, who is it, Gaspar Noe? Gaspar Noe. Hey, oh, uh, what else, uh, fucking, uh, what else did he do? He did the, uh... He did Enter the Void. Enter the Void, which that's is what I'm thinking. a fantastic movie. Shout out Enter the Void. Most incest I've seen in a movie in a long mm -hmm. time. Shout out Love Hotel. Uh, what else are you thinking? Oh, I want to shout out, actually, to Little Women real quick. Shout out Little Women. Just, just because if you haven't seen the movie, there's a scene where halfway through the movie, the dad comes back home. And it's Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> it is Civil War outfit. It is first line. His Aww. very first line, I shit you not, is my little women. Fucking <laughs> like God bless Bob Odenkirk. Mr. Mr. Show Show. God damn it. What a goon. Uh, gotta love him. The good stuff. Last year, I was definitely thinking what favorite one I saw... I was living in a little Montana college town and they had this last theater that had been there for like 80 years You and I saw some something there at some point and uh, We I saw lighthouse with two of my homeboys uh, Fantastic movie probably my favorite movie of last year uh, d d uh, Definitely up there 
Uh, Lighthouse, I just loved all the way it could be interpreted. I love folklore and mythology and all the goofy shit. And especially, like, looking into a bunch of lighthouses with a bunch of, like, crazy folklore behind it afterwards. Uh, like the one where the, uh, where is it? Three dudes on a Scotland island in the, uh, the turn of 1900 that year. They ended up going crazy and like praising the sea and there's evidence that one of them <laughs> ate the, the other one. Oh no, that was nonsense. That was three of them though. So not, Lighthouse, not based off of all that stuff. They do some really good job. Shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out. My, my man. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> my man. My man. Oh man. Oh, I lost Shout it out. Shout <laughs> out. There's two people in the whole movie, and both of them deserve shout outs. Shout out to Green Goblin and Mysterio. <laughs> Green Goblin and, yeah. Twilight Boy. Oh, Twilight uh, Boy. Why yeah, did I yeah, think yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal was in that movie? <laughs> oh, that Robert Pattinson. Shout out to Robert Patty. And the guy whose dick was so big that it shocked Lars von Trier. Oh my god, so good. Shout out to uh, the dude from Aquaman who like was Aquaman's trainer, aka uh, we, we say it all the time. He was um, he was in John Wick. He was John Wick's best was buddy. John Wick's best friend. He was like, I'll shoot all these bad guys. I'll keep you alive, Daddy Wick. He was also in Life Aquatic, and he was like, I Is love it? you. Oh, so good in Life Aquatic. Fuck, we could just edit all this out if we want, but I feel like it's on the verge. I'm on the verge of getting it. I'm embarrassed. We'll come back to it. We'll just shout his name. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Well, shout out. out. Willem Dafoe. See, and I'm just going to edit all the middle and just shout out Willem Dafoe. Shout out Willem Dafoe. Motherfucking great actor. We we named off so many movies he's in. I love his performances. Yeah. Does Fantastic and Lighthouse. Uh, what was it? I was told the play. Play, uh, the script for the play uh, stage directions have Willem Dafoe acting as an aged satire <laughs> and I love that stage direction it's just like the idea for his character uh, does such a good job oh, him beaming the lights over Robert Patty mm. oh, the, oh, all the folklore scenes so good the scene where they're just getting drunk in the room and then they get really mad about the cooking <laughs> just like curses him with his nautical tail oh so fucking good and then he just prophesizes the rest of the movie like ah so good um i love it shout out lighthouse shout out to uh, lighthouse it's made by the same guy who did the witch if you saw that one yeah listening. shout out the witch such a good one didn't know if that one was gonna be good a little skeptical but you know it was, it was good it was really good i'm really picky really about my horror movies but i loved that one a lot that was a really good one um and hopping into some of the maybe like more obscure off the radar ones you might not have heard about uh i i have to mention it because the same place i saw lighthouse is the same place i saw mr america Shout out the goon god himself, Tim Heidecker. Tim Heidecker. 
if you didn't watch Tim and Eric awesome TV show, uh, you probably weren't raised around the same time I was being raised or the same time both of us were being raised. Same thing if you didn't watch like Aqua Teen Hunger Force or if you don't even know what Squidbillies is, like you didn't hear that name at least once in your life. It's like, uh, different generations. <laughs> I, I can't imagine growing up without Adult Swim to tuck me in at night. Adult Swim, help me when I can't sleep at night. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. America, Tim Heidecker. So, you know, Tim and Eric, great TV show, goes on to do fucking off the air, fantastic YouTube show with like eight... On cinema. on cinema off the air not yeah no watch off the air we've watch talked about air. it before but on cinema is dope on cinema tim heidecker greg turkington two amazing guys acting like complete fucking bumblefuck goons <laughs> just like completely nonsense i absolutely love their nonsense so mr america is tim heidecker it looked like it was going to be a giant bit for on cinema because on cinema got to the point where it did like a 12 hour trial case where it was just them all acting like they're in a fucking court case and they dead ass do the whole case and then they do this whole movie about how tim feels like he was fucking he was cheated in that case fuck him uh rosetti the rat motherfucker needs to be taken down tim for va heidecker for va of whatever san bernardino county yeah so goofy i loved it um i watched it with you eventually afterwards i believe we were pretty drunk it was during quarantine it was yeah it was a quarantine watch so definitely drunk um, not definitely drunk, but definitely high. Uh, Mr. America, such a good one. You, pot makes everything Tim Heidecker does a lot better. If pot you're gonna makes sit, life better. Yeah, if you're gonna sit through an on cinema that's like four hour Oscar special live, okay, you're probably gonna need a little, like a bowl to get you through that. Um, what else you thinking? Man... Beach Bum was pretty great. Oh, so good. I didn't even realize that one was last year. Like, we watched it last year, but I didn't realize how new it was. Like, No, we watched it this year. That's why it confused oh, us. Yeah, it was another no, no, no. quarantine watch. It was a quarantine watch for sure. Um, Great one. Yeah, it's... um. Standout performances, firstly, because Harmony Kareen, firstly. Shout out to Harmony Kareen. You introduced to me to Harmony Kareen. Yeah, I watched Gummo and Trash Humpers when I was in high school, and I just fell in love with him. Um, shout out to <laughs> Julian Donkey Boy. Shout out Julian Donkey Boy. A lot of people accuse him of being, like, a really mean-spirited director, but he's very, like, sympathetic to his characters. It's just a lot of people consider them trashy, so if they don't like lower-income people and stuff and people in poverty, they're like, eh, this makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. This guy's a dick. And it's like, no, you're just the asshole, though. Yeah, you're just uncomfortable by this for absolutely no reason, even though you know. So, some of it's pretty fuckity. I remember yeah. one, at least one of our friends was very upset after a viewing of uh, one of them. 
Gummo, I'm pretty sure. Probably Gummo. But, uh, you know, Harmony Korean does a few things after that. And his most latest project, Beach Bomb. Beach Bomb. Straight off the heels of Spring Breakers. Yep, oh, that no. was him. Big money being thrown in his direction. He's getting big actors doing these goofy ass performances. <laughs> I love the performances. That's a whole movie to me. Just being able to watch Snoop Dogg tell this guy <laughs> about some angelic pot plant that he has on this houseboat that they're on. <laughs> it's like if a drunk man stumbling around Florida meeting a lot of like actors and shit mm -hmm. was a Disney movie, <laughs> it would be this. Oh, the music, the lighting, everything's so bright and fun and, and colorful. colorful. Oh. It's like a fairy tale. It's, it's so good. About so much drugs and goofiness and drunkness and shenanigans and goonery. Wasn't Martin Lawrence in it? Shout out Martin Lawrence God. playing a fucking scam artist, maybe? Or maybe he was very confident in his ability to find dolphins. I just, yeah, I think he was just blindly confident. I think he was. Blindly confident man saying, hey, give me money and we'll find dolphins on my shitty boat I live on. Yeah, fuck it. I live in fuck Florida. It. I have a boat. <laughs> Let's I go find dolphins. Come money me. <laughs> <laughs> Beach Bum's like, yeah, of course I'm gonna hang out with this dude. Um, uh, shout out to Zac Efron. Yes. That's the top of his career right there. That, that was bit. the peak Zac Efron. That's, right what, there. that's what we need. That's the Zac Efron we need right now in these dark times. I would watch every Zac Efron performance ever from now on if it was just that. If it was just that or a variant on that. I'm super fucking down. He was being so obnoxious and such a fucking goon. Uh, I just want to see him be a scumbag. Ugh. Scummy, scummy ass fucking Zac Efron. Gotta love him. A real good one. But also, I want to talk about a movie called Forest Love. Yeah. It was Sion Sono's Netflix movie. Okay. And for the audience, you probably don't know who he is. If you do, that's cool. Hit me up on Twitter. At scummy underscore tummy. At the scummy tummy. And then just yell at me. I like to be shouted at. Um, Forest of Love is a move. Oh, wait, no, I was going to explain this director. He's a Japanese director who does a lot of extreme and colorful and fun movies. And Netflix partnered up with him for a movie, and it was called Forest of Love. It was about this con man who just goes around making women fall in love with him, robbing them of money, but there's a film crew that seeing this happen to this family is like, hey, we haven't had a movie idea. What if we make a movie about this guy? If he's a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Their main inspiration is when they go to a band that he's playing at, like a musical performance, and the entire crowd is women he's seduced and scammed, just freaking out and cheering. And all his band, all the people playing instruments behind him have like bruises on their face and stuff. And the film crew's like, yes, he must beat them to play better. We will add this to our movie. It will be so good. We'll be at all the festivals. But then that's so goofy. He finds out about the movie and partners up with them. And it just goes on from there. It's definitely one of the favorite movies I've seen. It's a very crazy and fun ride. People should check it out. How many bags of popcorn? How many bags of popcorn? I'll have to give it um Is uh, that a five bagger? 
It's about a six-bagger. Okay. Okay. Breaking the scale. Turkington would have took your head off for it, but whatever. Well, I'm like the Tim Heidecker I... of the group. <laughs> I'm like the... I, I'd buy a motorcycle. You think you're Heidecker? You think you have baby? You think you have two babies and make a fucking country album about them? <laughs> in was, life in Glendale? <laughs> I was in a fire in a storage unit I was sleeping in. Okay. So yeah, I'm no. technically, I don't have a movie collection. <laughs> I'm not some nerd. I'm not the nerd of the group. Okay. That that lines up. That sounds about fair. Uh, I forgot. Last year, a lot of movies like come out and uh, I forget about them. And I kind of feel bad about this one, but I don't really because I didn't love the movie. And I don't think anyone loved the movie. But we can mention Us. Us? I, I really... Us came out last year. I really liked its message. I did not like the execution. No, no. Botched execution for sure. And you could have a billion great ideas, but if you can't execute on an idea, the whole thing falls flat. Yeah, and just- No matter what art you're doing. Yeah, and I'm- they used Elizabeth Moss so little. They had her yeah. married to Tim Heidecker. I want to see so yeah, much of that. Yeah, shout out Elizabeth Moss and Timmy Heidecker. Do more projects together. Also, just give me more Elizabeth Moss. More Elizabeth Moss? Sounds good. Uh, last year, Elizabeth Moss movie was Invisible Man. Invisible Man. That might have been this year. Spooky. Oh, what? That could have been 2020. Yeah, I no. think it was 2020. Yeah. I remember Ma serving in the pre-COVID. Fuck it, no 2020 movie. Get it out of here! Get it out of my fucking face! We don't want it! What is it? This is shitty little prices. Throw it back in the river. We only care about the past or the future. The present's garbage, because we have so much of it. I don't even need this many presents, you know what I mean? That's why I tell Santa Claus when I'm smoking weed at him. <laughs> S smoke my burrito at him uh, and wrap it up I mean we can match a couple of our favorite TV shows of 2019 I definitely have to say I watched a lot more I got HBO and HBO we, HBO and we moved when we when we went to Montana and we lived in the college town, man, I just grinded a shit ton of HBO so I saw all their most recent shows. Uh, shout out to motherfucking, uh, this is 2020, but I'm gonna count it just because motherfucking people hated it for absolutely no reason online. I saw a bunch of people get all complaining and pouty. Avenue 5. Ooh. So fucking good. Josh Gad. Josh Shout Gad. out the boy Josh Gad. Josh Gad. Check him out in Blood Ties. Season Blood 1 ties. and Season 2. Uh, Wandery? Wandery. Yeah, they're Wandery. Podcast. Go check it out. Go check out GVR. Just GVR. as good as Josh Gad and Jillian Jacobs talking about their dead dad. Who's a doctor? <laughs> Every time you've explained that to me, I feel like I've gotten a contact high from <laughs> Blood Ties, a podcast. Um, but Josh Gad does a fantastic performance in fucking Avenue 5, as does Hugh, Hugh Laurie. Yeah, or in America. 
he is no no I, I was about to steal Wait. a joke i'm not going to steal Uh-oh. a joke that's a good one um uh, and what's her i feel so bad we don't have the internet in front of us but shout out to everybody in the cast they all do a fantastic job especially the guy who looks like adam divine um shout out to adam divine shout adam divine shout out the guy who looks like him who is also in the workaholics episode who is the uh gigolo Oh yeah, the dude with the big dick. Yeah, and there's like, oh yeah, dress up as a milkman and then go to the bar and hit on our boss so our boss isn't sad anymore. And then just like <laughs> Blake pur- pours milk all over his genitals. And yeah, no. Shout out workaholics. Shout out workaholics. Shout out Nebraska. Shout out you. Shout out the Ireland person. Yeah, I Ireland see you. person. We're watching you. I'm watching you. We I've found got found you. I've got eyes all over your computer. I know you're listening on Spotify. Uh, unlike some other people who are using, check us out. We're on all the po- uh, Apple Pod places nowadays. Check us out on Apple Pod. Check us out on Google Pod. Check us out on uh, Stitcher. Maybe check us out on Overcast. Check us out on Anchor. Check us out on Himalaya. We're on like we're getting it. Ayo. In the future, Laserdisc, cassette, Blu-ray. Find Blu-ray. me on Blu-ray. Find me on your computer. Um, and you know, and what were some of your favorite TV shows of last year? Man, I don't know if Tokyo Vampire Hotel was a 2019 show, but I'm accounting. I can't. Fuck no, it. No internet. Fuck it. No internet. Fuck it. It's uh, it's, it was just a mini a series great... on Amazon Prime. It was fantastic. It's just a show about two warring vampire tribes set in Tokyo. It was great. I watched it high and drunk sometimes. Fantastic watch. Go watch it right now if you got Amazon. Uh, if you got Amazon, check out The Boys. The I don't boys. know if that was last year, but I think it was It was last year, 2018. Uh, Seth Rogen doing violent superhero stuff. Go check it out. I mean, check he it produced out. it. He's not in it. Uh, does a fantastic job. Uh, the Boys, a comic series that I'm going to read soon and I'll bring to you. I've heard the... The comic series isn't very good and it's a little problematic, so we're going to check it out and I'll bring it to you. Um, I generally stick away from those, but at this point, I'm just like, eh, I watch the TV show. I like the TV show. We'll see, we'll see what happens. I didn't love the TV show. Neither did I, but it's got promise. Yeah, it's and it's got enough fun visuals and enough fun scenes in it that I was like, no, this is goofy usages of uh, superpowers and stuff. I'm down. But also, their main woman of color had literally no lines. Yeah, oof. So, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, Watchmen last year was uh, a whole watch. I watched that one. I watched, uh, you know, the uh, his uh, his Dark Materials, the uh, Golden Compass TV show. That was a pretty fun watch. A uh, bunch of good documentaries out there to watch. Uh, Euphoria? Oh, Euphoria was a really fun watch. At points, I was like, is this for me? Is this not for me? Yeah, it landed on probably for me. I really liked it in the end of the day. Um, I definitely watched a season two of that show. It used really good colors. It was really truthful to the high school experience and stuff like that. Like My main problem with the show is just that it just suddenly ended. Yeah. In the first season, it was just like, oh, there you go. Show's over. Dunsey. Wait for next year. Oh, Game of Thrones sucked at the end. 
Yeah. I mean, we kind of dropped out around uh, season five-ish, right? That's when you did too, right? Yeah, but when I was like, oh, this is just, this is not going to get better. Got it. I'm out. Yeah, Stannis died and stuff. I came back around season seven after like the big dragon scene. I watched that one and then I watched the final season, but we watched the final season together. We watched the battle, all the big battles together, but I didn't love any of them. The main visual I get from Game of Thrones that last season was, was it just like a some pirate dude who came from rock islands just shooting giant ballistic arrows at a fucking dragon and dragon people being like oh no oh no we're gonna die and i'm like yes kill them all <laughs> for me the big visual was when the dothraki have their fire oh, swords they oh. just charge against like the horde yeah. and then the lights just go out everyone's just like boom boom <sighs> Cause you know, in war tactics, you definitely just send a fleet of horsemen just like first, just like out head on and collide with them. That works every time. Don't worry about ambushing them. Don't worry about using the horses to flank them and maneuver on them. Eh, fuck it. Just like run at them. They don't we'll need all... backup. Yeah, no, we'll stand back here. We'll watch. Wait. <laughs> Take a fight. Shout out 2019, a bunch of good entertainment. We'll bring you a bunch more movies, a bunch more TV shows coming live at you. We could deep dive some more movies. Uh, we got a bunch of fun stuff, a bunch of movies from seasons past. Um, I've done like, and you introduced me to the idea to it, I'm pretty sure, of just like completionism with different directors and actors and stuff like. Uh, I, I've almost finished my completion on like Tom Hardy. I'm close to as an actor. I know when we were in the uh, Montana place, I was close to finishing up Fincher. Um, I was close to finishing up Lynch. I was close to finishing up... Uh, uh, ooh, ooh, uh, who's, the, who's the goofy weird one who made the fly? Who's that motherfucker? Cronenberg. Cronenberg. Almost finished up with Cronenberg. Uh, shout out Cos Cosmopolis. Uh, probably his worst one I've seen so far. <laughs> shout out to Robert Patty. Uh, not a great com performance compared to uh, Lighthouse. Shout out to Videodrome. Um, shout out Videodrome, though. Use James Wood in a scumbag way where it was able to work. It's just sex and violence. I need it. I need it. Where is it? Pittsburgh? Pennsylvania? Somewhere? Cool. I'm all gonna pull a VCR tape out of my <laughs> stomach. Uh, so much more movies coming to you. You got anything else for the movies? Um. Movie. 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 Watch cats? Movie! Please watch cats, people. Movie! 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 If, movie! If movie! Tom Hooper's movie! If career dies, we will movie. no longer get something like cats uh, again. Movie! Alright, that's some movies coming straight to you. We're gonna bring you our next segment coming to you live. And how we talking? Cryptids! Whoa. All the spooky creatures and, cre and crawlies that are existing throughout the world coming straight to you into your ear ears. Ayo! Is that Shay Sands Adventures? Get it! Bop, 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 boop, boop. Yeah, yeah, it's your fucking goons. It's the BBB. It's the scummy. Yeah. We're coming at you with some spooky cryptids. Please, no. I'm no. Too scared. 
I love cryptozoology, easily one of my favorites. I remember as a kid being like, how do I actually become this? Do people actually get to become this? No. That's the answer. I mean, the answer is kind of, but mostly no. <laughs> you become a historian and you learn about folklore and mythology. That's about as best as you could do. And uh, that's not too bad at all. But you know, cryptids, I love them ever since I was a kid. I love looking into the spooky and the mysterious and what lives in the Pacific Northwest and all these different, ooh, I, I love the idea for, I love the idea of regions and different, like just, just different regions having different types of animals and plants and uh, totally different biomes. But each one of these comes with their own specific little like, ooh, but we're scared of this. Uh-oh. Even though, you know, like Bigfoot, gets passed around like a motherfucking blunt. Oh my god, and the amount of cryptozoologists, like every time I try to research legit cryptozoologists, they all just have books based off of Bigfoot. And it's like, this is not what I want. This is bullshit. I got a good cryptozoologist coming to you in a second. But you know, I'm a, I, I, you know, if you've never heard of a cryptid, I could throw a few names at you. Uh, you might have heard of uh, the Wendigo already. Wendigo, very popular over the past few years. Uh, everybody wants to make a movie about a spooky, ghoulish creature with a stag face and horns. That mm. It's like a camper that was left out. <clears throat> left out and lived in a cave and has to resort to cannibalism and this cannibalism's turned into a literal beast. You kind of see what they're going for there. Uh, and you know, that one uh, I've mentioned in GVR kind of reminds me of uh, Greek mythology. There's a uh, stag in Greek mythology. It's like a unicorn stag. And it, uh, it's the same thing. It's just the spirit of a person who got, lo lo got lost in the in the woods and now they eat things but that was just a literal stag with wings eating people and i was like oh that's pretty dope that's all right with me shout out mothman another Moth giant Man. one shout out to mothman got huge popularity lately uh very fun uh little myth just like i feel like that's one that like if you were on youtube as a kid around our age you probably saw that one youtube like a couple different youtubers like deep dive them and do like a 15 20 minute whole episode about ooh, ooh. the uh the harbinger of doom motherfucker is gonna get you they're gonna uh yeah mothman predicts that doom's gonna happen he appears on a bridge and then bridge gets destroyed a week later oh. uh oh uh oh is he real uh who cares it's really fun there's a statue of him in the town of him in uh virginia really cool shit uh both of them featured in uh the wendigo and mothman both featured in fallout 76 probably one of the best features of fallout 76 just accepting they should have and uh, cryptids. Yeah. You're like, that's super fun to hunt and stuff like that. Even though they're giant sloth and they're giant hermit crab that have like a bus shell as a crab shell. Oh, so fucking funny. So, look so awesome. Uh, and a bunch of other ones I could just name off. You know, skunk apes, uh, the thunderbird of the Utah region, like Utah, Arizona, jackalopes from the same region, chupacabra from a little further south, the uh, flatwoods alien lives up, uh, up north, that, or oh, out east in the Appalachia. That's another motherfucking uh, one in 76. Uh, also... 
Yeah, I mentioned an alien for one second, but you know, cryptozoology gets mixed in with ufologists a lot, and there's sometimes there's sometimes there's crossover. But for the most part, ufologists they're like kind of fucking idiots, <laughs> and I hate them. <laughs> like, I believe in some spooky monster that might not exist, but might exist. No, but there's reports, but there's no real accurate reporting of it. And that's the difference between, there's like, cryptozoology, mythozoology, and uh, speculative zoology, all fun alternative modes of zoology. But like, Cryptozoology so much better than ufologists, unless yeah. you, unless you're, because uh, most of the time they're just going over like, oh, I saw a UFO over the lake one time, and now I'm gonna devote myself to this, and I'm gonna learn about Roswell, um, I'm gonna learn about uh, the motherfucking uh, like dinky ass dumb shit, not learning about cool shit like Valiant Thor. Shout out Val Thor. Val Thor. Val Thor, a Stranger in the Pentagon, a book I'm about to get. I'm so excited. I'll tell you guys all about Val Thor in the future. Basically, man who claimed he was from Venus. And the American government was like, huh, we can't prove him wrong. Everything he's saying seems really true. This is fucked up. What is his clothing made out of? What is this rocket ship he said he landed in made out of? What is this? I'm interested to find out. I'll bring it all to you. Uh, if you know anyone who knows anything about Val Thor, please contact please us. Contact us. Contact us at Shady Adventures or Scummy Tummy. Either of us on Twitter. Motherfucker, I want to know everything you know about Val Thor. I'm going to do a bunch of research on it. Uh, also, Battle of LA, I just researched on. Really fucking cool. I heard a podcast on it. And, uh, really fucking cool event. I mean, it was just based out of World War II fear and the dude who, like, called it was also the dude who ordered... The order, uh, what was it, 19906, the one that, uh, granted internment ship for, for civilians, aka just pretty much the Japanese internment mm -hmm. uh, camps on the west coast, but then they ended up making some in the south and east for, uh, German internment camps and Italian internment camps. But, you know, we're from the West Coast, and we lived, uh, like, the fairgrounds of our town used to be an internment camp. Yeah. Used to be a transfer center, because it was so big, so you'd, like, end up there, they'd get a bunch of people there, and then send them to smaller internment camps and, like, other places. Uh, very sad, very fucked up, uh, terrible things to happen to Japanese citizens who, who are American citizens born in America. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um crazy shit but cryptozoology way better than ufologists uh way better battle of la pretty cool but thunderbirds always gonna win i'm gonna bring you a couple like of my favorite i'm gonna talk to we're gonna talk about all the different cryptids, all the different ones that uh, I kind of know a little thing about. I've done my research on them. Um, I don't have the internet in front of me right now, so I'm doing just like ones I've researched in the past. I could bring you new ones in the future, but this is just kind of like the general cryptids that kind of really interested me. And I'm gonna be going over American ones for the most part. I'm talking, firstly, the Rock Bolt Slider. Rock bolt slider, straight from Colorado, big nonsense. Big nonsense. The, comes up, first reporting around like the 1850s, comes up in a lot of like pioneer journalists and stuff like that, writing down diaries and stuff like that. Not a ton of, of searches, but essentially imagine a giant leathery 
worm whale type creature that sits atop of a mountain. A giant mountain. You're looking up at a mountain. There's a beautiful green lake below it with shimmering water. And you, you're looking up at the mountain and you just see this thing wobbling up there. Just this kind of menacing creature. Big as a whale. Big as a fucking whale amongst the trees and the rocks. And you're thinking, what's this doing up there? So you kind of approach it and you get closer and closer. But after you get to the foot of the mountain and you start hiking up it, you notice the trees are cracking. Everything around you starting to fall. All the, all the birds are flying away. All the trees are cracking. You can hear something tumbling down the mountain. And from the distance, me, I am witnessing as the rock bolt slider is hurtling down a mountain at a million miles per hour, tunneling right at you, ready to eat you and your hiker buddy. And then it will land in a lake. And then apparently at night, it will climb back up with its little, like, I don't know, it's got little hands at the bottom, little like flippers. So it flippers its way back to the top of the mountain at night. And then it just waits for its prey the next day. The rock bolt slider, this giant, enormous, ugly face, this this hideous creature that feels like it's in pain, but it could only be, it could only eat if it throws itself down a mountain. It's not the happiest of creatures. It's a very angry cryptid. Um, no recent reports of the rock bolt slider as far as I'm concerned. Um, if you look it up online, it's got a very goofy uh, artwork of it. I, I got Scummy over here drawing different artworks and stuff like that. We might get Instagram going, post some different things because we got a bunch of neat cryptids. Like I've mentioned, all the creatures around my house so much beautiful art, so much good stuff. Uh, that was a nonsense one out of Colorado, and I learned about that one in Colorado. Great feeling, too, because I was at a ski resort, and uh, at night, uh, ski resorts, they have those giant machines that pave out the paths. But when they grind against the fucking mountain, it makes this horrendous fucking noise. It sounds like, I don't know, like a, a literal whale crying out to you or something like that in the middle of the frozen winter night. What the fuck? That combined with an avalanche, I could see how you believe in something like that. Yeah, I'm smoking a blunt and I'm hearing that thing from the mountain. I'm totally imagining it's just a giant whale-like creature tumbling down trying to eat a bunch of fucking snowboarders. Uh... I want to yeah. add on to that real quick. Get it. I just want to defend ufologists real quick because okay. after living in the desert, okay, ex okay, especially camping out in New Mexico, okay, yes, I, I get why you'd believe in aliens if you got spooked enough. I mean, you see all the stars everywhere. Everything feels so cosmic. There's no trees to block anything. There's no light to block anything. Yeah, I like I like ufology. If I see, I like xenobiology. Xenobiology is a term I learned about when I learned about speculative zoology. Uh, but xenobiology is just like alien life, theorized alien life, and how it would work and how it would function and stuff like that. I love those ideas. Aliens could be anything. For forever, I've just imagined aliens as clouds. Little, little, little thunderbolt clouds that get angry or maybe have like different gases for different emotions and they can make you feel different. Like they communicate with you by pumping different gases at you. I don't know. So many different aliens in the world. I kind of do like how ufologists like, uh, what was it? They like, uh, have different categories for all the aliens, like the the little greys and the green ones and the, oh, what was it? We listened the, to one recently. The tall whites. The tall whites. Who have to sleep in hammocks. 
Because <laughs> they're so fragile. <laughs> you apologize, ridiculous people. I'm not ridiculous. I'm talking about the Grafton Beast. Uh, a, a, a giant hulking creature with the skin of a seal. You don't, you're out in your yard, in your Virginia Appalachian yard, thinking, ah, oh, it's such a nice, beautiful night. I, I see my couple chickens clucking around the yard. They're having a great night. And this giant hulking beast with, with no head, it's just shoulders and arms. And it's got a giant breathing hole in the middle. This 10 feet creature, headless, with a head in the middle of its torso. With the skin of a seal, which I really like. It gives it this rubbery texture of a creature who doesn't feel like hard and tough, but seals are blubbery. So how are you gonna hurt this thing? You're not gonna hurt this giant hulking blubbery creature. And before you know it, you see it lurking in the in the fucking woods. You get it's in the tree line, looking at you with this giant hollow hole in its chest. And then you hear a train sound. You hear a train horn. It vibrates and bellows out the fucking center of the Grafton Beast as it charges into your yard and picks up these fucking little baby-ass chickens and starts eating your chickens. Uh, Grafton Beast, I, I really like the idea of cryptids connected with different sounds and cryptids connected with different, uh, you know, different textures and stuff like that. Bigfoot's a big example of like, yeah, big furry texture in the woods. You can mistake that pretty easily. Um... Uh, Flatwoods uh, alien gives off a smell of sulfur. I really like that one. You smell sulfur in the woods, you know something's probably pretty fuck. I, I like those little descriptive touches. It's playing with more senses than just the look. Yeah, exactly. It's no longer you're looking out for this one thing. It's like you're you're listening for all these noises. You're smelling for all these smells. You're looking for these different textures. Uh, you don't want your hands to get sweaty. No. Uh, and shout out to lake serpents. If you're going to look into cryptids, you're going to find about a billion lake serpents. Every culture has a different lake serpent. But especially uh, North Northwestern Native American tribes, uh, from what I've read on, and I've read a few different where, uh, books. I've lived on the Blackfeet Reservation. I've tried to talk to different uh Native members about uh, different creatures and different things in the area that have been uh, rumored in folklore. Flathead Lake. We pass by Flathead all the time when we lived in Montana. Beautiful lake. Uh, shout, it's out, shout out to Flathead Cherries. Flathead Cherries. Shout out to them. Uh, you know, it, it was a native reserve. The Flathead people, the Kalispell people, and the Blackfeet all shared Montana. Um, and, and a few other tribes and nearby tribes in Idaho and stuff like that. Uh, it, but they... The Flathead Lake had a lake serpent that was, and people think of like Nessie, like a dinosaur thing. Lake serpents in general are more dragon-like than you might imagine, and sometimes they're just straight up snake-like. They're like worms in the water, and I love that idea. They just suck you up, they swallow you up. Uh, the lake, this lake serpent specifically was very much like, if you come near the lake, uh, there's no real, like, from what I've seen, no real color descriptions, no real big descriptions of it, which gives it a kind of nice haunting vibe. It's said to be there at night. I remember that one. And, uh, 
it will suck up your little boat. This this giant creature, uh, serpent-like creature will emerge from the water, suck up your boat. Oh, one really fun tale from Montana is a story of buffaloes in the water. There's uh, two dudes by the lake uh, for in the 1900s hanging out by a lake. They could start hearing buffalo nearby. They're thinking, where do these buffalo come from? They start seeing buffalo emerge from the water, and as they wander out towards the woods, they start stampeding back towards the water. It panics the people, and they start running towards the water because they're not going to run at the buffalo. Those people are never heard from again. That was a pretty cool, spooky story. Uh, lakes in general will forever be known as the cryptid spots, spooky story spots, just because, yeah, people drown. People yeah. just drown. <laughs> Also, it's a still body of water that's all, like, black at night. It's spooky. Spooky, yeah. So, really cool stuff. Um, a, a Flathead Lake. Uh, I mean, and there's tons of other cryptids. I love when they're really regionalized. Uh, the... The black or swamp lizard folk are really interesting. <laughs> we could dive into them in the say? future. Um, uh, oh, what was it? The fucking the frog folk. The frog folk for some place near the near Virginia. I could deep dive. They're rumored to have magic. I remember their sighting. The first sighting of them is just like. Oh, yeah, I totally saw three frog-like people off the side of the highway with, like, these magic wands. And it's like, okay, this guy's fucking... <laughs> <laughs> this guy was fucked up. Um, I love those kind of ones, but those ones are more just, like, a person but a frog. A person but a lizard. A person but uh, a wolf. Like the Michigan Wolfman. A, a person but an asshole. Exactly. I love the Michigan Wolfman. He's really spooky just because there's a story of a lady be hung being stalked by him in the Detroit streets during a rainy night. And I'm like, nah, that's a cool <laughs> aesthetic. Werewolf chasing lady through modern day Detroit or like 1960s Detroit. That's kind of wild. Yeah. Um, so shout out to all the different cryptids out there in the world. Uh, if you're back to the near our homeland, we could talk about motherfucking the Fresno night crawler bum bum. Bum, bum if you live in the central valley and you haven't heard of the night crawler yet it it's a spooky it's a spooky spooky big old white piece of uh, blanket on top of stilts and they walk through a field there's two videos of them i saw them in middle school initially didn't take them seriously and then towards like my high school, like towards the end of high school, I saw people were taking them more seriously in like cryptid circles and people were drawing them more. And I'm like, are people really interested by these two goofy ass videos? There's no other evidence of these things existing. I remember one video tried to claim that like, one of the native tribes in California used to praise things like this and you could see it on one of their totems. The totem picture they used was in front of fucking Chachansky. <laughs> it was in front of Chachansky and it didn't even look like one of the Nightcrawlers. But shout out to the Fresno Nightcrawlers. You gotta shout, shout out. out shout out your local cryptid. You should know what the cryptids of your area are and just like what the different urban legends are, what all the different mythology nearby you are. Um, I find it all really interesting. Send me in all your different cryptids. Um, one great source of cryptids I uh, use pretty frequently. Shout out to the Speczoologist slash the Cryptozoologist, Kozman. Uh, Kozman. Shout out my man, Kozman. Uh, a Turkish, a Turkish man. He he's gone by a couple. He went by a pseudo name too. But uh, if uh, if you look up K Kozman, this man uh, wrote the Cryptozoologicon. 
He also wrote, what was it, After Tomorrow? After Tomorrow, fantastic spec zoology with these amazing uh, future depictions of people, but they're like centipedes, but people, but they're like a Tetris puzzle and they have to work together as like a symbiotic organism. That one was wild. Oh, I love After Tomorrow. Look up some of the visuals from After Tomorrow. Look up the Titan from After Tomorrow. Fantastic visual, but he made the Cryptozoologicon. Him and a archeologist, because oddly enough, archeologists and paleontologists love getting into spexoology. So they got together and he wrote down all of the different cryptids and all the different accounts of them and how to be skeptical of cryptids and how to like check. And he, I remember he educated me on me, uh, C.M. Kozman, yeah. He, he educated me on the idea that like a lot of cryptids actually just came from European settlers and European colonizers going to different places and different places have different mythology. So these settlers would get these like mythologies and these cultures mixed up with like real creatures that they've never seen before. So, you know, motherfucking French dude goes to Africa and sees a hyena and he doesn't know what it is. So now he's just calling it the spirit that he heard it from some person near in a nearby town and it's like <laughs> and then the people in the nearby town are like oh that's totally that spirit it's gonna eat you it's gonna kill you so then the french conquistador dude leaves and boom so that's how a lot of cryptids get formed uh more modern ones are just formed by either like hoaxes or just a lot of people reporting of one thing until it just becomes its own legend but that's the thing about cryptids they're all unconfirmed nobody can confirm that these exist they're all just like reported but not confirmed mythozoology is straight from mythology it's tied to a culture it's tied to a place cryptids aren't like that and then spec zoology is just like speculated animals that could exist. So that kind of sounds like cryptids, but cryptids are reported. Spec zoology is just a theorized. And don't some cryptids turn out to be real and are found in real life? Yeah, and cryptozoology does have its place specifically for that because it's just reported species. It doesn't mean they don't exist. It just means somebody reported it, but nobody can confirm it. But sometimes this just applies to species of fish in the deep sea, species of different uh, bugs in entomology. You learn about these different species that people say, oh yeah, I totally heard about this little red beetle in the jungle. It's going to take you forever to find that beetle. That beetle is technically a cryptid at that point. Yeah. It's reported, but unconfirmed. So cryptozoology definitely has its place in the world. Any cryptids you've ever heard of or that like uh, influenced you as a kid? Oh man, the biggest one for me was Mothman and you're going to hate this. Okay. Because I mostly knew him from that early 2000s movie that came out, The Mothman Prophecies. Oh, oh my god, I forgot about those. I kept trying to watch it as a kid because for some reason I thought it was a serious movie. I think I saw it on FX and got weird ideas. That's fair. But um, I didn't know it was an actual cryptid. I thought it was just something that came up for that movie. Yeah. I was like, that's such a dope concept. And then when I was in high school, I'm like, I'm going to pretend that I knew this the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out Mothman. Mothman, uh, he's in 76, uh, a lot of these cryptids are in Fallout 76, him, Grafton Beast, uh, Wendigo, and the Flatwoods Alien, all the good stuff. Um, shout out Thunderbirds, I have a Thunderbird, I have Thunderbird art done by Scummy, a giant vulture with thunder wings, and when it flaps its wings, it causes thunderstorms, and it causes the lightning and shit like that, oh, 
love a good Thunderbird, uh, reported for like picking up like cars and kids and stuff like that. I love those ideas, like just a giant bird picking small things up and flying away with it. That's so menacing to me. I love the idea of driving my car down like a desert highway and all of a sudden just like a, I, I, I'm not on the ground anymore. I lose traction. I look up and I just see talons on my windows and they're just like picking me up. No, no, no let me down. Do you jump out of the car at that point? Probably. Um, and you know, I love all cryptids. I know I kind of like, I don't, I don't super shout out stuff like Mothman all the time or stuff like Jersey Devil. They're more popular. I like to, uh, I hate Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Fuck Bigfoot. Yeah, fuck Bigfoot, but also, you know, you gotta get into it somehow, some way. Uh, dragon stuff's really cool. I'd love to talk about dragons in the future, different speculated dragons throughout the whole world, different speculative zoology. I mainly talked American ones, but I could talk the dingo, uh, the dingo neck next time. A motherfucking freshwater walrus with horns <coughs> reported in Africa. I love this stuff. So many different cryptids in the world. I could bring you different cryptids from the Cryptozoologicon, all the different good stuff, um, all the future cryptids, all the spec zoology that we could talk in the future, all the good stuff. Ayo! Whoa! Whoa! Yeah! Let's get a wrap up going. We're getting that outro going. We'll, we'll see you guys next week. Keep, keep logging it every week. We're going to keep these double premiere features going to you as long as we can. Go ahead and keep it going. Until it fucking kills us. I don't give a shit, motherfucker. We're running all day. Um, we'll see you next Tuesday. We're reporting every Tuesday afternoon and Tuesday night. Check us out Wednesday morning. Check us out at your job or on your way to work. When you're getting high and you're chilling. Whatever you want to do, you know what I mean? We're here for you. I'm talking to you, Irish dude. Yeah, Irish dude. We love you. Get Irish dude in your 23 us. to 27 year old. I know you. I, we know you. We know you. We know where you are. Uh, you know, let's get some credits going. I'm talking... That's the homie Scummy. Where do they find oh, you? I'm at, at <coughs> Scummy underscore Tommy on Twitter. Look me up. Look her up. We'll get any future projects for Scummy coming to you soon. Any any artwork that we might post, we'll, we'll get it all coming to you real soon. Real uh, soon. Yeah, it's the... It's the big B, it's the big B, 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 uh, it's the Boom Boom Bali, big boy Basti, all the good shit. I'm a fucking Grease Valley Radio, go check that out, audio drama, post-apocalyptic sci-fi fantasy adventure with questing, no more money. No why money. Do you, why do you need to worry about a job and earning money when you could fucking get loot in quest, baby? Woo! Uh, episode 16 coming out tomorrow. Go check it out. Uh, I got music coming to you in the next two days. By the end of the month, Bullet Mountain EP will be available on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, and YouTube. And then after that, Spotify and Apple Music. Hopefully not too long after. Distribute that via DistroKid. Hey we're, we're going to bring you all the awesome rap. It's a seven-track EP, hip-hop bullshit, me talking mythology, me rapping about guns, me rapping about opulence, drugs, all these wild things, all these nature bars. I'm talking real nonsense shit. Don't come to me if you're looking for, like, real rap. This ain't real rap. This is, this is goofy nonsense gangster rap. This is... Rap. 
this is the raw rap, not the real rap. This is the shit from the heart, you know what I mean? From yeah. the straight nonsense heart stoned mind. Yeah, it straight up hurt him. He had to like actually pull out his heart in front of the fucking <gasps> microphone, <gasps> rip it out, let it be in his head. He's like, oh god, <gasps> I'm gonna die, but this beat's so dope. <gasps> I dipped it in grease and I threw it at the microphone and I got a project. So it's coming to you. Go check it out, please. The Bullet Mountain EP uh, done by Bullet Teeth. Go look them up. Ayo. Ayo. It's that Shady Sands Adventures. We're coming to you every week with new conversations, new coffee, new desert, more goonery. More goonery. Uh, more takes. More opinions, Our more text. topics. We're going Ooh. to be juggling so many topics. Ooh. So many more. We uh, shit. We'll bring you weed soon. We'll bring you the best weed strains. We'll bring you our favorite dances. We'll bring you who has the most hair. But most importantly, next week we're going to talk about a road trip we went on. We're gonna deep dive if episode five will bring to you a little bit more context of who the homies are, who these desert drifters really are, with our homeless adventures through camping through all of the West. It was amazing. So much desert shit. You're gonna get so much more desert shit. You're gonna lose your fucking mind. Ayo. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Hope you love cryptos. Hope you love movies. We got all the good stuff coming to you in the future. Check us out next Tuesday. It's that Shady Sands Adventures. Wow. Oh. 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 Oh.